They all expected a shot, and Shakiri makes this wonderful run. This is an official excuse. My wife gave birth. My wife gave birth. There's this placenta on my pants. That's disgusting. This is the Anfield Humidor. Humidor. Humidor podcast. Thanks to Manet's skill, Milner's competence under pressure, and Traore's thick and prosperous legs. Back in uh, in college, when we were... You in, went to uh, college? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> now I'm doing this podcast with you. Man, my life. And we are back. The Anfield Humidor Podcast. My name's Brian. And we're here to sit and have a conversation about Liverpool. What's there to talk about? I don't know. But we're going to talk about something. I got some uh, I got some things on the docket here. It's a small docket. What's a docket? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, we got some things to talk about. I don't know about you guys, but I am feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Because I don't have Corona. Oh man, I feel bad for anyone who does have it. But I feel good. I knew that I would now. Oh, that's enough of that. <laughs> that's enough of that. Um, guys, there is really not much to talk about amongst this coronavirus garbage. There was a, a fairly large announcement made. Well, not really made yet. I think it's going to be made soon, but... Whether there was a leaked, something leaked, but one website has some good information. We're going to discuss that. Uh, but guys, just to show you how little information or how every single Liverpool podcast, Liverpool um, website, even LiverpoolFC.com themselves, they're just, they're just stretching for material. You got to look at this. This is the, this is LiverpoolFC.com slash news. All right, we go to first team. What do we see here? We see, oh, a Chelsea 1-2 replay, a replay. Jordan Henderson talks about coronavirus. Media Watch transfer rumors, of course. Saturday night LFCT, LFC TV retro reds. This is going to be, the word retro is going to be used quite a lot during this coronavirus. Um, another replay, Liverpool 3-1 Newcastle. There is just no content. <laughs> Oh, it's depressing. Who else? Are you guys depressed? What do you want to talk about today? Let me know. I'm feeling pretty good sitting here smoking a cigar, drinking some whiskey, by myself in the studio, just talking, a man by himself, talking into a microphone. What does that say about me? It says I'm bored. Aren't you guys bored? I'm pretty bored. We need football to start back up. What do you, what do you say? <laughs> guys, we had, we had nine matches left to go. Just nine matches. And the season would have been over. And then coronavirus came. And I want to ask you, why, 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 why did the last match we played have to be at Let It Go? Couldn't we have gone out in a high? <laughs> now, now we're all just not only depressed, the season is not continuing right now. But our last game was a loss. And a loss that knocked us out of the Champions League. Um... Yeah, not very exciting. Not very exciting. Um, guys, we had nine matches left to go. And let's see what they, when the next game was going to be. It was going to be Everton. All right, we were going to play it at Goodison. After that, we were going to play Crystal Palace. Oh, a big, fat, postponed uh, notice on that one. 
And then, ugh, and then Man City at the Etihad. They wanted revenge. Were they going to get it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe a draw. Then Liverpool, Aston Villa, Brighton, Liverpool, Liverpool, Burnley. Now, I'm looking on Google for the Liverpool schedule here. So all those games I just mentioned, they says they're postponed, but apparently we're playing Arsenal May 2nd, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. What do you think? You think that's going to happen? Nope. No way. No way. Arsenal, uh, May 2nd, Liverpool, Chelsea, May 9th, and Newcastle, Liverpool, May 17th. Um, And all that not happening. Now, very interesting. Very interesting. Very sad, to be quite honest. Um, so all of those are postponed until further notice, but we have some information about that we're going to get into in a little bit. It's Is it good information? I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. I mean, it's good in the end, but I, oh, oh, it's just depressing. Just depressing. Now, I did an Instagram Live earlier today, and someone asked me a great question, and they said, what makes a real Liverpool fan? Are you a real Liverpool fan? I don't know. Am I a real Liverpool fan? I'm not sure. I was a little taken back by the question, but um, ended up being a good conversation about what makes a real Liverpool fan. Now, I don't know the answer to that question, to be quite honest. That's why I'm asking you. But um, I'm going to tell you how I became a Liverpool fan. And, you know, I'm, obviously you could hear I'm an American. I'm sure half of you have turned it off already because you heard my accent and said, ah, I'm not listening to this, this yank. Not doing that. Instead, I'll just peruse YouTube for nothing. Because there's no content. I digress. What makes a real Liverpool fan, guys? <laughs> what does it, huh? Well, let me tell you why I'm a Liverpool fan. And you tell me if it's a good enough reason or not. Because apparently there's reasons that aren't good. I was a fan of the Premier League. A big fan of the Premier League. But yet I didn't have a specific team that I liked. And I didn't want to force it. I didn't want to be a fake supporter of any team. So... Uh, watched the Premier League for a long time. Then I had a neighbor move in, a new neighbor, who was a Liverpool fan. And so we used to get up Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, watch the Liverpool game together. And that's all she wrote. I'm a Liverpool fan. Is that a good enough reason? Now, that being said, that's not the only reason I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm also a fan because as I watched the games, as I saw the fan culture, I fell in love with it. So that's what really made me a Liverpool fan, is the fan, oh my goodness, the culture, the whole freaking city of Liverpool is just surrounded by the club. And it's just, I mean, I as an American, I've never seen anything like it. Never. Now I know, I know that there's other teams with great, you know, great fan culture as well, but I personally had never seen anything like that, and Liverpool's is one of the greatest You'll never walk alone before the game starts. I mean, everything. I took everything in. It was all coming in my brain. And I said, this, I like this. Um, and that's, in short, how I became a Liverpool fan. Whether you think that that's worthy of becoming a fan, I don't know. Some people are a little crazy about it. But in the end, we all became a fan somehow. And as long as you're a fan watching the games, and as long as you stand by Bill Shankly's quote of don't love us, if you don't love us when we're losing, don't love us when we're winning, as long as you stand by all that stuff, I call you a fan, man. That's what I say. But people might disagree with that. I don't know. Write in. Podcast at the or call in. 
We're, we're taking calls, people. We're taking calls. The number is 732-812-22222. You might have noticed an extra number in there. We got a special phone number. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. I got nothing to talk about, people. I'm sitting here. Got nothing to talk about. I'm only kidding. We got stuff to talk about. Um, Guys, I'm an American. Okay? We do a disclaimer here. I'm an American. I'm sure half you turned it off by now. But that's okay. Just anyone who's still left, please give me a chance. Give us a chance. I know American fans, American sports fans can be cringeworthy. I get it. I agree with you. Some of it's brutal, people. I get it. Have you seen, have you watched the MLS? Have you seen the people who chant in the MLS? Oh boy. Woo! You gotta turn, you gotta turn the screen off after watching that. Can't, can't handle it. Can't handle it. It is, it is the epitome of cringeworthy. Um, I mean, that being said, I, I want to see the MLS do well, but the fans are a little immature in my mind. They, uh, but they'll get it together. They'll grow up, right? They're all just very young. That's the problem. They're all young. They've never experienced quality, quality fan culture and quality soccer for that matter. <laughs> soccer, football. Um, but yeah, so again, I'm an American. Give me a chance, right? Come on. Come on, open your mind, open your hearts, do what you got to do. Um, guys, we got a good episode coming up here. We're talking about a an announcement by the FA that kind of wasn't an announcement, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. We got an article about Allison we're going to go over. We got some stats about Mohamed Salah. Gotta love the guy. And, uh, and then we're going to scroll through some Twitter and see what kind of crap people are talking about Liverpool. To, to tease what I'm going to be looking up. Liverpool. Um, and we're going to go over Liverpool's new training facility, which is not yet completed, but looks quite amazing. And uh, this portion of the podcast, the this is the smoking and drinking section of the podcast, is brought to you by Rabbit Air Air Purifier. Now, you can't see it in my shot right now because I'm doing this by myself. Andrew is not with me, sadly. I wish he was here. Um... Doing this by myself, so it's not in the shot because I have the camera close to me. But the Rabbit Air Air Purifier 780N is the model we have. They sent it to us, and we absolutely love it. It's, we're able to smoke cigars in our studio, which is awesome. Um, shout out to those guys. And today I'm smoking a Rocky Patel 10th Anniversary Decade. Um, and we got some notes in this cigar here. Let's see. Featuring a dark Sumatra wrapper. Decade cigars were created to commemorate Rocky Patel's 10th anniversary in the cigar industry. Um, now, I got some tasting notes over here. This guy. Listen, to, listen. if you're not a cigar smoker, I know you're going to think this is ridiculous, but even as a cigar smoker, I can't get all these flavors this guy's getting. Listen to this. Listen to this little review. Every time I fire one up, the first draw brings the spice to life. Earthy notes of cocoa, black cherries gush on the sides of the palate, while the more peppery flavors engulf the top of your tongue and certainly influence the overall aroma. Whoa! He's into it, man. He is into it. Although Decade is complex, it doesn't step on itself, meaning the flavors remain in agreement from pretty much start to finish. A creamy and nutty taste overrides the blend's most resonant qualities, which is certainly a welcome attribute as the spice intensifies slightly on the final third. What a rev... Someone who can write like that and get notes of a cigar like that? Wow. I want to talk to you, man. <laughs> I want to talk to you. And today I'm sm I am drinking 
Woodford Reserve, a wonderful bourbon. We drink it a lot here on the Anfield Humidor podcast, and it was on sale. <laughs> so that's why I'm drinking it, because it was on sale and I'm cheap, right? I like to save. I like to save a buck, as they say. Who says that? I don't know. I said it right now. Um, so again, I'm sitting here by myself. Um, let's get into our first point here. And the first point, it's the, it's an important point here. And it's an article off of football.london. Okay. I'm going to read a little bit of this article and we're going to talk about it. The FA Premier League and English Football League are currently planning to finish the 2019-20 season behind closed doors. Obviously. Over a period of four to six weeks, starting in, drum roll please, is that a good drum roll with my mouth? (laughs) Starting in July, July, are you kidding me? July, it's like the 4th of July. Okay, that is, um, I was honestly very depressed when I saw that. I've saw another article. I saw another article that said June or July, but come on. Oh my goodness. I listen, whatever they got to do to stop this virus. I'm not, I'm not knocking them for that, but I was expecting slightly earlier. How about you? Were you expecting earlier? What do we 90 days people 90 days? <laughs> what, what are we going to do with ourselves with ourselves for 90 days? No Premier League. And does it get better? Nope. Listen to the rest of this. Listen. Um, This week's starting football, London understands. This will then take the teams more or less straight into the new season. All right. But there will be some allowances made to try and help players and clubs cope with what would essentially be an extended 2020-21 season. The Premier League meeting is scheduled to take place on Friday where clubs could be told about a potential starting date. Okay, so we got to look to this Friday, people. This Friday, I assume they're going to come out with some official talk about this because this is some unofficial articles we're reading about this. Um, so hopefully on Friday, we'll get some clarity. But also in that article, mentions we'll be playing the games in the Midlands. The Midlands? Where's the Midlands? I assume in the middle. The middle of the lands. Right? In neutral stadiums, in neutral, empty stadiums. So we are going to bang out 92 games in four weeks in empty stadiums. Almost two, well, it actually could be more than two games a week if they do it in four to six weeks, depending on what they decide. But it's just, you know, we've talked about this before, but... um. What a hand Liverpool have been dealt. I understand it's coronavirus. The the stopping deaths is the most important part, right? Right? That's number one concern. But it's been 30 years, people. 30. I know you know that. I don't know why I'm telling you. 30 years since Liverpool have won the Premier League. And this happens. And this happens. I, I don't, it, you can't even, you can't write this. You can't put it into words. Um, there's just no way to express the way we all feel about this. And now we are going to smack out 92 games 
the whole Premier League 92 games in the period of four to six weeks in empty stadiums. How uneventful, how uneventful can we make this? <laughs> and I, I, again, there's no other way to do it. I'm not saying there's another way to do it. I'm just saying how unfortunate, how unfortunate this is the way it has to happen. But let's look at the bright side, people. What's the bright side? The bright side is the league is continuing. Okay? It's it's not going to be voided. Important. Liverpool are not just going to be handed the league. Also very important. Why is that important, you ask? Well, if Liverpool are handed the league, and I'm sure I'm sure we've discussed this on the previous podcast, but if if Liverpool are handed the league, on a silver platter, not quite in a silver platter because we only need two games left to win. Or we only need two more games to win to win the Premier League. Um, it's, it's, if we get handed the league, there's a big, fat, giant, ugly, sweaty asterisk near that trophy. All right, we all know it. We've all seen it. We know what's going to happen. We know Twitter is never, the, the, the Twitter trolls are never going to let it down. The fact that Liverpool really didn't actually win the league, okay? Um, and obviously, a lot more goes into it than that. You got promotion relegation. You got top four for Champions League or top five now because uh, because good old Man City ain't going to be in it, apparently. Um, but that that asterisk, man, that would ruin everything. It would ruin everything. So hence, they're making the wise decision to continue it. Now, the other decision would be to avoid it. And we all know that's the dumbest idea in the world. You can't void a season. You can't void the the millions upon millions upon millions of dollars that went into this season, okay? Between player salaries, um, ticket sales, all this, all this stuff, paying the paying the um all the clubs, all the staff at the clubs, a lot goes into football people. And um so you can't just void it. You know, you're talking, you're talking lawsuits if it gets voided. I mean, I'm sh- I assume already there's going to be lawsuits, right? We're a we're a sue happy world at this point in time. Uh, but you know, you got contract agreements between the players. You got you got uh, jersey deals, sponsorships, all this stuff. You can't void the season. All right, can't void it. So they made the right call. And they're saying we are going to in- we are going to suspend the league and we're gonna continue it whenever we can safely do it. And I say you do that even if it means canceling next season or at least starting the league up when next season would have started. That's another option, which <laughs> we might see that happen. But I don't think so because I think we know with coronavirus, we kind of know when the peaks are gonna be, when it's gonna start to go on the de- on the decline. Hence, they made the decision to say June or July to start the Premier League back up. So, yeah, it's a major, uh, major bummer, people. Major bummer. How many times am I going to say people on this podcast? Too many times. Too many times. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's fun. It's fun doing this, man. It's fun. Having a good time. Are you guys having a good time? Don't say no, please. Please don't hurt my feelings. Please say I'm, you're doing a good job, Brian. Please say it. I can't hear you anyway. Um, man, this is a good cigar. Holy. Um, yeah, so that was an article that I kind of have to say that we all are slightly happy about and also slightly upset about, given that we have to wait longer, all right? We're all in quarantine. We're all bored out of our minds. 
And now we find out the season's not going to be started for potentially 90 more days. But it's starting. We're going to win the league. Okay? So that's good. Now, in an effort to fill content, Liverpool FC News posted an article about Allison, And I thought it was great, given that, you know, he's, he's injured and this... This whole league postponement actually works out in his favor. Um, but just to say what a season the guy has had. All right, Allison Becker. We're not playing football right now, but we can at least talk about things that have happened in the past. And this is a quote from Klopp. He said, he makes difficult things look easy. And that was how Jurgen Klopp assessed another standout performance from Allison Becker earlier this year. Um, and then the article goes on to just say, what is good about Allison? Okay. So I took some things from that article and I come up, came up with some of my own, but, um, honestly, the, the number, when I think of Allison and I don't know if anyone else has caught this, no pun intended, but man, can he catch a, can he catch a football? <laughs> oh my goodness. Have you seen the hands on this guy? Forget about his stopping power. Okay. He's amazing at stopping the ball. He's amazing at distribution. We'll get into all that, but. The guy catches catches shots that shouldn't be caught, that should just be pushed out for a corner, okay? The guy is athletic. Oh my goodness, he has some athletic arms and hands, okay? And chest to stop that ball. And we've talked about it before, but every time I see him catch that, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I watch these games, and you see other goalies in the same position that Allison is in. You see them push it away from the defenders rather than try to catch it. Because once you try, when you try to catch a football coming at you like that, it is um, extremely hard. Because number one, you don't know if it's, if it's if it's a knuckleball, you don't know where it's going. And it could dip at any time, it could swerve at any time, and you have to let that ball hit your chest and smother it, okay? Not an easy feat. It takes timing, it takes coordination, and it takes guts. It takes guts, and that's what Allison has. All right, so that's the that's I don't think the article talked about that. Maybe because maybe my theory is way off. I don't know, but every time I see him do that, I'm amazed every single time. Number two is quick distribution. All right, now quick distribution is somewhat essential to the Liverpool style, right? Somewhat essential. We want to we want to be direct. We want to attack, right? When Allison gets that ball, what's the first thing he does? He gets his head up. All right, as we've seen. We've seen plenty times this season him hurl that. Remember when he hurled the ball to Salah? Salah scored, and Allison went running across the field to give him a hug. I mean, that just sums it up for me. That just sums it up for me. He is always looking for that long outlet ball, and he is always looking for that counterattack. And it's something that Liverpool looks for in a goalie, and we have found one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, at quick distribution. All right? Good with his feet. That's another point. Great with his feet. He's a, he's a sweeper keeper, as the article discusses. Um, now, yes, earlier this season, he's made a couple mistakes with his feet. <laughs> I've seen him make a mistake with his feet before, but there was only one or two. And all the other all the other times, he's been he's got it on lockdown, man. Even though. When someone passes the ball back to him, I still get nervous. I think everyone gets nervous when someone passes their ball back to their keeper 
and a charging uh, forward is coming at Allison. You don't want to see him do a cutback and lose the ball like he's done before, okay? You don't want to see that, but his feet are some of the best. Um, I now am gaining so much more confidence in the boy when that ball does get past. You know, Liverpool, we like to play out. We like to play out from the defense, We like, to, which, is what, which is the kind of football I like, all right? I don't want none of this booting it to the 50-yard line, okay? That's, uh, that is basically just say, here, one of you get the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? From any team, mind you. It's 50-50. You know, now we have some good people that can handle those. And, uh, you know, Fabinho on the ball. Fabinho trying to get a 50-50. You know, there's, we got some good guys out in the field. But that being said, it's, it's half giving the ball away doing that. So we like to play out of the back. And having, you must have a keeper good with their feet to do that. And the confidence I have in, in Adrian is so much more now that we're this far into the season into this postponed season. Uh, uh, but that's good. Forward thinking, we discussed that. Here's another point. Ready? He's quick out of the 18 to stop potential through balls. Now, the first thing that comes to mind is when he popped out of his 18 and handballed it. <laughs> that's the first thing that comes to mind with that point. But again, we're all allowed mistakes, people. Everybody makes mistakes. Okay, the amount of to to change subjects here, the amount of crap Adrian is getting for our our Atletico Madrid loss. It seems the plastic fans so quickly forget how well he did when Allison was injured earlier this season. Man, people forget quickly. It's crazy. All right. Yes, he made a big mistake. Big, big, big mistake against Atletico, which is sadly the last game he played. But, uh, he, you know, this is a substitute goalie. This is our backup keeper, okay? Mistakes come from backup keepers. They do not get the first team playing time like Allison does, okay? So they are allowed a few mistakes in my mind. And I think given all that we've seen from Adrian, I, li I love the guy. I, I, people are saying we need to find a new... They're saying we need to find a new backup keeper, I mean, give me a break. Give me a break. You're telling me you're done with Adrian already. One mistake. I mean, he made a couple mistakes. <laughs> but Super Cup, people. Super Cup. Shall we not forget that? Earlier in the season, shall we not forget that? How many games is that? Eight or nine games he filled in for us? You know, okay. Made a couple mistakes there at the end of this postponed season. Um, but again... If you're not, if you're not, uh, this, this quote, Bill Shankly, <laughs> if you're not, if you don't love us when we're losing, don't love us when we're winning. If you don't love Adrian when he's making mistakes, don't love him when he's doing great, right? That's a quote from Brian, Brian Eager. It's <laughs> my own quote. I might have uh, plagiarized from Bill Shankly there a little bit, but, uh, you know, he won't find out. Oh, that's a dark joke. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Don't, don't, don't email me, please. So, all that being said, Allison deserves the best. He deserves our praise, and I think he gets plenty of it. But, you know, sometimes keepers don't get the praise they deserve, in my opinion. Mohamed Salah. Here's another boy who doesn't always get the praise he most definitely deserves. Okay? 70 goals in his first 100 Premier League games. 70! I know a lot came from his wonder season, but still. 
He is a consistent, consistent player for Liverpool. Never gives up. Always is putting in 100% on the field. And the amount of crap the guy gets from even Liverpool fans is, is beyond me. Beyond me. So, here are some stats, okay? They're just some random stats, okay, for, for Mohamed Salah. He's played a total of 8,423 minutes um, of a possible 9,000. So, this is since joining Liverpool, okay? The number 11 reached his century of top-flight games against Bournemouth earlier this month by netting uh, took his goal tally to 70, seven more than the Reds' previous record holder during that time frame, Fernando, Fernando Torres. But beyond that, the headline figure, what other stats emerged from the first 100 Premier League matches of Salah's Liverpool career, and here they are. Okay, so this is not his Liverpool career uh, of all games. This is just Premier League, okay? So of a total of 9,000 possible minutes of Premier League, the guy has played 8,423. So... I think that stat speaks for itself right there. Klopp has got some confidence in the boy, okay? <laughs> 120 minutes per goal. Almost almost a goal a game. He's close. He's close, right? Um, 97 starts. Whoa. <laughs> so nine of the 100, he didn't start three. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, 56 left-footed goals. 46 goals scored at Anfield. He's got quite an Anfield record, this guy. 24 away goals, 24 assists, okay? 18 goals assisted by Roberto Firmino and Sadio Mane, nine each, more than any other teammate. So those boys like to assist uh, Mo. 11 right-footed goals. He can use both feet, people. Both feet. Uh, eight goals scored versus Bournemouth and Watford, his favorite opponents in terms of number of goals. Seven penalties scored. Three headed goals and one goal assisted by Allison Becker. <laughs> what a what a stat. Oh, don't you love a goalie assist? Oh, you gotta love it. It kind of reminds me of um our Champions League match against Bayern Munich. Um when Virgil hit a long ball to Sadio, and Sadio just did some amazing work and scored. Kind of reminds me of that, but this is instead further back in the defense. It's Allison all the way to Mo. Um, so that being said, Mohamed Salah, come on, people. Give him some love. Give him some love. Don't hate on the guy, right? Uh, I think any team would be quite happy to have him. <laughs> I think so. He's ridiculous. Yes, he's been off form. Yes, he's been on form. He, he does go back and forth, but overall, back and forth means consistency, right? Isn't that how it works? Overall, how many goals have you scored this season? And he scored quite a fit, quite a few. And he's always involved, always, always working, always trying the amazing, which is what I love about him. Always going for the somewhat impossible, okay? Now, if you are a player who likes to go for the impossible, you're going to give the ball away quite a bit, all right? And as a forward, it's, it's okay. It's what you got to do. You got to go for those back heels to to Firmino. You got to you got to go for the chippy stuff to to Sadio. You got to do that type of stuff. That's how you score goals against teams who park the bus like Atletico. Oh, freaking Atletico. I can't think about it. We need another game, people. We need a game. We need a win that we can relish, right? We need like a 3-0 win over a team in an empty stadium. That'll feel good, right? Nice empty stadium win. 
Am I rambling? I'm rambling. All right. So, Mo Salah, we went over that. Allison. Now, Liverpool, okay? Liverpool decide, we're going to build a new training facility. <laughs> I don't know exactly why. Maybe they are running out of space. Maybe they don't like the grass over at Melwood. Who knows? Who knows? But they're building a new training facility, and man, does it look cool. Oh my goodness. The pitches at Liverpool, Liverpool's new world-class training facilities are taking shape. Um, they're building it in Kirby, Kirkby? Am I saying that right? In Kirkby? Uh, it'll boast three pitches measuring approximately 32,000 square meters with dedicated goalkeeping and warm-up areas separating two of the pitches and an outdoor sports area with full-size tennis court, artificial grass, tennis court, a large artificial grass training area, two pa padel, paddle, tennis courts, paddle, <laughs> and a beach volleyball court. What, what is it? Is this a, a spa? Why, why, do we, why do we have a tennis court and a volleyball court at the training grounds? What's going on, people? Aren't we, aren't we practicing football here? And, and instead, we're going to play a little beach volleyball? <laughs> Who do you think would win at beach volleyball 2-1-2? Two, two? You think? What do you think? Virgil and Matt Tip versus Gomez and Allison. Who do you think wins? I tell you what. I got to go with Gomez and Allison because Allison is used to using his hands. <laughs> right? <laughs> but Virgil, oh boy. You imagine Virgil on the volleyball court. Did I say tennis before? I meant volleyball. You imagine uh, Virgil on the volleyball court would be pretty, pretty good with that towering height he has. How about tennis? What do you think Oxlade-Chamberlain versus Andy Robertson? I'm, I got to give it to Oxlade all day long. One-on-one -on -one tennis. Got to give it to him. But who knows? I got no idea. <laughs> I think in golf, I think Robertson wins over Oxlade. I think um, Andy Robertson is quite a golfer, apparently. The playing surfaces have been made to mirror Anfield's turf as closely as possible, complete with undersoil heating and floodlighting. I assume the, <laughs> the I assume it's not undersoil floodlighting. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> undersoil floodlighting. Yeah, they got to light up the soil. We like our soil lit up. <laughs> okay, they mean floodlighting over the grass, right? Under soil heating. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Each pitch is reinforced with Dezo, Dezo Grassmaster artificial fiber. So if anyone doesn't know, a, a professional football pitch these days, okay, is it's real grass. But there's about 3% artificial turf weaved within the real grass. So the first thing they do is prepare the soil. This is, listen, people, I'm talking about grass preparation on a Liverpool podcast. That's how, that's how much we're reaching for, for uh, information and content here. <laughs> but they, uh, they basically prepare the soil and then they weave somehow they must put some sort of backing under the soil and they literally it's a giant sewing machine that weaves artificial turf into that soil and only a little bit of it after that they then plant the seed and the rest of the grass grows um it is fascinating absolutely fascinating to me because i'm i'm into grass i'm a psychopath i got a i got a little grass, real grass soccer field in my backyard, and I try to keep it as nice as I can. 
but I don't have I don't have artificial turf weaved in it. <laughs> now listen to this, people. Listen to this. Um, approximately 2.5 tons of grass seed will be sown in the spring ahead of the open opening of the facility later this year. I assume all that's going to be postponed due to the, due to the virus. Each pitch will be composed of 97% natural grass and 3% artificial grass. Okay. Now, here's an interesting fact about the soil. To support healthy growth, the pitches contain 180 tons of zeolite. And that's a an uppercase Z there. So that's a proprietary thing there. A form of volcanic ash and other organic products, which reduces nutrient loss and helps keep the pitches to an exceptionally high standard. 60 pop-up irrigation heads have been installed to provide water to all the pitches to give it the slick, fast surface required for the Liverpool style of play. Woo! Sounds fun. Can I get an invite? What do you think? I'm going to go kick the ball around a little bit. That would be fun. Um, what else? The newly installed bore... Oh, I'm not talking... I'm not, I'm not going to talk about boreholes. <laughs> Oh, boy. And here we go. As a part of the ground's maintenance building, the Reds have invested in a biological vehicle wash system, allowing its grounds team to wash equipment, vehicles, or parts and reclaim the water used. The system treats and filters out grease, grime, oil, and grass cuttings that can collect on vehicles and equipment and effectively recycles dirty water to be used again. Going green, people. Going green. So we're reusing water. At the new training facilities. Very, very cool. Yeah, and the pictures. Oh my go 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 to the Liverpool FC website. Check take a look at these pictures. It looks beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I am sure it's gonna be a dream for them them to train there. I wish I could train there. Train my old 32-year-old body. <laughs> Is that old 32? How old are you guys? Huh? Nah, it's not old. Not old yet, huh? Um so, yeah, I, I, I thought that was funny. I thought volleyball court, tennis courts. <laughs> What's next? What's next? They're going to put a bocce ball court. What do they, what do they, what do you guys play over there in England? Croquet, 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 lawn bowling. <laughs> what the heck is lawn bowling? Lawn bowling is, I guess, bocce ball on what is essentially is a putting green. <laughs> Sounds incredibly boring, but I bet you it's fun. Just like curling. Curling sounds boring, but looks really fun, right? All right, let's get into our last section of this podcast because, oh boy, this is brutal. Brutal, people. I hope you're enjoying this. I know I'm having a good time. Um, all right, so to finish this podcast out, I want to just, I'm just going to type in, just for fun, I want to see some hate here. That's what I'm going for. I want to see hate on Twitter. I'm going to type in Liverpool, Livvar pool, and see what people are saying about it, <laughs> or see what people said about it. All right, here's from Graham Kelly at Graham Kelly one. VAR would never allow us to be banned for two years. Good VAR, LFC, Liverpool. Okay, all right, all right. Um. Let's see. Imagine if Liverpool got the VAR decisions that City have had tonight. Oh, there's a pro Liverpool one. I don't know. Imagine if Liverpool got the VAR decisions that City have had tonight. Oh, I don't know what he's talking about. I'd have to rewatch that City game. Um, let's see what else we got here, people. 
<laughs> okay, VAR is now officially a member of the Liverpool backroom staff and is appearing on their bench for the remainder of the season. Hashtag VAR, hashtag Liverpool. My goodness, are people ignorant or what? Like it hasn't been called evenly throughout the Premier League? Yeah, some people are going to get better calls than others. For sure, for sure. But uh, it's been called pretty evenly, I'd have to say. Some people have gotten bad ones, some have gotten good ones, okay? Come on, people. Come on, come on, come on, come on. How on earth is this not a handball? Are you feeling blind, Mike Dean? <laughs> oh, this, this is hilarious. This is the video of the, the rugby match where a Mo Salah lookalike is running with the ball. Did everybody, did everybody see that? And the guy comments, how on earth is that not a handball? Are you, are you blind, Mike Dean? <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Good stuff. Uh, let's see what else we have. Let's see what else we have. Winning this title is going to be great. So satisfying. Imagine how devastated the Evertonians, Manx, Chelsea scum, ETC will all be. Up the unbearable mighty Reds. Woo! I like that. I like that. And that's by, uh, at the cop HQ. I think we should end with that tweet, people, huh? What do you think? That's a pretty darn good tweet. Let's read it again for fun, okay? Winning this title is going to be great. Now, mind you, this was this was posted in February February 15th. So I imagine he's uh, crying a little bit, this guy, now that the league's been postponed. But it will happen. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. The league will be won by Liverpool. Okay, so here it is. Ready? Winning this title is going to be great. So satisfying. Imagine how devastated the Evertonians, Manx, Chelsea scum, etc., will all be up the unbearable mighty reds i think that is as good a time as any to end it guys thank you so much for staying with me this is the anvil humidor podcast my name is brian um hey email us podcast at the if you have any questions or comments or if you'd like to post some send us some topics for future discussion okay follow us on instagram uh, the Anfield Humidor podcast. It's the underscore Anfield underscore Humidor underscore podcast. No underscore at the end. Uh, follow us on there. I do a live every single day during this coronavirus. So check that out. It's a good time. We have a good time. We sing some Liverpool songs. We talk about Liverpool. It passes the time, just like this podcast. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, guys. So we look to, who do we look to? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. What stadium? Somewhere in the Midlands. Who the heck knows? When? Maybe June or July. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Next episode released on friggin' Tuesday. One more week and we will release another episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Alay, alay, alay. <laughs> Corona. <laughs> Is that insensitive? Land of the free, home of the brave, long live the queen, and up the reds. Thanks everyone. Adios. Love all of you. Have a good week and stay safe. See you later.